Man, what powerful worship today, that God would be in this place ready to encounter and to meet you. It is a great privilege today to have our lead pastor sitting down front and then for him to allow me to get to come and share the word of God this morning. So thank you, Pastor Jason. I appreciate that so much, my friend. For you online, I know you got to see him earlier. You know, he'll be back here at the end. You'll get to hear him for a little bit in just a moment. But I do have a word from the Lord that I want to bring to you today. It's actually a difficult subject. We've been walking through learning about prayer. And as you saw on the the video just a moment ago, describing each week what prayer is like, what prayer is about, how prayer can help you in your own journey and life. Today, we're going to deal with a subject that's a difficult one. It's a subject called forgiveness. And I'm going to ask you a question, and not because the words are hard in the question itself, but because of what the question can bring up. A question that can bring up hard feelings from the past or maybe some triggers in your own life, the things that you've struggled with that you've just not been able to get over. So here's my question to you today as we get ready to talk about prayer in scriptures and in our life. Has somebody hurt you so badly that there is no way you can forgive them? Have you ever been hurt so badly in your life by someone, maybe a spouse, maybe a child, maybe a relative, it could be a friend, somebody at school with you, it could be a coworker? Have you ever been hurt by someone so badly that there is no way you, forgive, you can forgive them? For those of you that know what that's like, and by the way, I think we all at some point in our life have, have walked through this, you may be in a place of going, well, first of all, they don't deserve it. I mean, you don't know what they did. They don't deserve forgiveness. And maybe as you're walking through this, even even you go, just look, I'm at a place in my life, I just don't feel like I can do it right now. There is no way. And and there may be some others of you just going, I I don't even know where to begin. How how in the world can I forgive? I I don't even know what I'm supposed to do next. That's what we're going to be dealing with today. I'm sure some of you have walked through that, and you may be walking through the depths of it right now. I have gone through some really difficult times in my own life with relationships and struggles and forgiveness. So several years, actually it's been many years ago, I feel like I've been at Filter for a long, long time. Prior to coming to Filter, I actually worked at some other churches, believe it or not. I was a worship pastor, so praise the Lord for Reggie. He does a much better job than I ever did. Love him and so thankful for his gift. I actually used to do that at another church prior to being here. So at this church, I was working with the pastor there. I became friends with him. We got to know each other because each week we worked on the platform together. During the week, we're talking about what the messages are going to be. We got to plan the services together. So I got to know know him pretty good. And while I was there, uh, walking with him, one day I happened to be sitting in my office, and I got this news that our pastor had been caught in sin, and he was caught so much that they were asking him to resign, to leave the church, to be done. Now, there's some more that goes with this story. Two years earlier, I actually had come to the church at the same time that pastor had come. So we had been there both for two years. Actually, things were going great for me prior to this news coming out. Uh, The ministry was going well. People were coming to know Christ. We're seeing lives changed. And then all of a sudden, we get this news. And man, my world is rocked. It's flipped upside down. And Not only the person that I had been walking alongside had gone through a failure, but then for our church. So by the way, the two years that we had worked together, he'd been making changes in the church and congregation had seen those changes. They knew I had come along on that same journey. And even though I hadn't done anything wrong in my life, as news started to come out about him, 
people in the church started coming to me and saying, hey, you're part of the problem that's here. So as I'm walking this, I'm going through the hallway, and I'd have different folks coming up saying, look, you shouldn't even be here yourself. We've already asked our pastor to leave, and it got really hard, really fast. And the more I would see these people, so now I'm trying to avoid them in the hallway. I don't even want to talk to them. I don't want to come to work during the day because we're struggling with all the stuff that's happened from our pastor being forced to leave, and we're picking up the baggage afterwards. And I begin to think and walk through this season, and in my heart, I'm becoming more and more bitter towards them. There's anger growing, and I just get to the place that I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Have you guys ever walked through something so hard when you're talking about forgiveness? I couldn't forgive them. I hadn't done anything wrong, and look what happened. I I got put in this situation. There's no way I could forgive what took place. Have you ended up there? You can't forgive. You can't move forward. You've struggled. You've wrestled. And now what do I do? Well, some of you, I'm sure, you know, when that happens and you've had this relationship struggle, you get to a place and you go, I got to talk to somebody. So maybe you talk to a friend. You, you might even talk to a pastor. You might, you might talk to some wise person, a leader in your life, a, a teacher or somebody else that you have. And you go, man, they, they probably could help me. But that's actually not what Scripture teaches. We're going to find today as Jesus begins to talk to you and to me about forgiveness, the first thing he says to do is we should pray. And I admit that that's often not the first thing on our minds, but that's exactly what Jesus talks about. It's in the book of Matthew. We've been reading through what's called the Lord's Prayer. If you've got your Bibles or you take your phone out on the home, if you're on the computer, you can look it up. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13 is what we're going to be reading today. It is actually the Lord's Prayer. And as you look that up, let me just remind you, last week we began this prayer series. Pastor Jason did an incredible job of starting this series to to share with us the journey that the disciples were going on in this moment. Actually, the disciples, right before this passage that we're about to read, asked Jesus, how should we pray? And so Jesus comes back and says, let me give you an example. Let me give you a, a model of how you can pray and how you can talk to God Almighty. Last week, you may remember our our theme of the day was prayer is intimacy with the Father. Prayer is getting more of God, not getting more from God that Pastor Jason walked us through. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness in prayer. So read with me, Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. It says, pray then like this, he's telling the disciples, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here is the Lord's Prayer that's presented that Jesus brings out. And he actually talks about forgiveness in the midst of it. Verse 12 specifically says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debt against us. So when we think about it, God Almighty is saying here, Jesus is telling us to pray to God, to forgive us the debt, to forgive us the weight that is on our shoulders, the things that we have done wrong, that power from God to forgive our sins. Pray first for that, and then you can have the power from God to pray for others, to be able to forgive them in their journey as they walk and as you have this struggle in relationship with them. 
So as we go through it, we often think, how do we deal with the other person first? But Jesus reminds us in this journey that the first thing we should do is look to God and look to his power and look to what he has done for us. You may not realize it, but when it talks about debts here, debt is a weight that we carry, a burden that we carry, but we've placed it on ourselves. Other translations would actually say sin. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of the things that have broken our relationship with you and separated us from you. Come to a place that God would forgive us first and foremost. Before we forgive somebody else, we have to start there. That God, you forgive me more than anything else. How do you know that that happens? Or how do we receive that forgiveness? Thankfully, the scriptures tell us. It actually says we can pray to God, and when we pray to God, he will forgive us our sins. He will forgive us of all those debts in our own life. When we've broken relationship with him, he actually can rectify that relationship with him. It's found in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. I love this. And by the way, many of you, when you come to meet with a pastor at the end, we love sharing this verse with you as well. 1 John 1, 9 says this, that if we confess our sins, if we tell God that we're sorry for the things that we have done wrong, the debt that we have placed on him, that he, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Once we ask, God Almighty says, I will forgive you. I will bring cleansing to your life. But we first have to ask in prayer in order to receive that. What's neat about this passage is when we hear in 1 John 1, 9 about forgiveness, it's actually the same word forgiveness that's used all the way back in the Lord's Prayer. So that forgive us our debts as we forgive those who uh, have debts against us. When that journey is coming, it's the same word forgive, and it literally means to let go. That God Almighty has been holding on to this debt as judge. He knows all the things that we've done wrong with him. And when he chooses to forgive us, he chooses to let it go. I can't help but think of the song. <laughs> let it go, let it go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's the former music thing that comes out every once in a while. Let it, that's what God does. God says, I no longer hold that against you. When you pray and ask for forgiveness, he is able to let it go and to be able to release you from that debt. I want you to, to realize as you start to seek the forgiveness from God and as you start to ask him about what the debt is happening in, in your own life, I, I realize what happens. I, I know you do it. I do it too. That we tend to maximize the debt that others have caused us. And then we tend to minimize the debt and the calls that others have caused against us. Again, we, we tend to, to maximize the debts that others have caused, and we tend to minimize, sorry, the debt that we have caused God. We forget about what we've done to God. We have sinned against him. We have gotten to a place in our life that we keep piling it on over and over again, and yet we think about what's happening with other people. And then in our own lives, we start going, God, I, I don't know what to do. I have no power in my life. I have no ability to forgive others. I, I feel weak in my journey. And we start to realize we've not received ultimately the forgiveness from God himself. God is the one that we receive the forgiveness from. As you start walking through this, you'll begin to realize in your own life that 
as we realize he confess, we confess and he forgives us and we're cleansed by him, then, then praise the Lord. That means we can start having power and authority to forgive others in that journey. We recognize the weight that has been lifted from our shoulders. But you can't do one without the other. You, you can't just receive the forgiveness from God and then not choose to forgive others. When that weight and that burden has been released, then you begin to experience the freedom that's found in him. And all of a sudden when you find freedom in God Almighty... You start to discover, I can allow that freedom to be passed on to others and forgive them as well. Jesus doesn't stop with just the Lord's Prayer here. He actually explains a part of the Lord's Prayer in the following verses. And back in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, I want you to look back at that passage with me. He could have gone back to explain other parts of this passage, but he actually picks out the part talking about forgiveness and says, I want to give you a little bit more information about that. Starting in verse 14, Matthew 6, he says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But notice this, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Seriously? <laughs> That's what he says here? Yeah. That if you do not forgive others their trespasses, and trespasses, again, same word for a sin, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. As we start walking through this, you'll begin to see that God is taking forgiveness seriously. Seriously to the place that he ended up having to send his son to die for you and for me. He believes in it that much. That when our debt needed to be paid, he gave his son for that. So when we talk about forgiveness from others and, and giving forgiveness to others, he is absolutely serious. Even to the place that he says, if you won't forgive, I won't forgive you. Now let me pause here for a second. It's not talking about salvation. So ultimately in salvation, when you choose to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, and when you have said, just like we read in 1 John 1, 9, Lord, would you, I confess my sins, would you forgive me of those sins? He says, yes, I will release that debt from you. You in that moment are changed forever. I will forgive you. That's salvation. But what he's talking about here is the day-to-day -day power and work in your life. If you're trying to walk through your life and you have no power, you feel weak, you've not been forgiven somebody else, he's saying, I'm not going to forgive you. You see, forgiveness ultimately brings power from the Lord God Almighty. Forgiveness brings that fruit in our own life. And if you don't have it, you know what, that might be a sign for you today. Maybe in your own life, if you feel powerless, you know there's been this mountain standing between you and somebody else and you can't forgive them, it might be a sign today that you don't know the Lord that we're talking about, that you've never given your life to God Almighty himself, that you've never gotten to a place that you said, Lord, would you forgive my sins first and foremost? And if that's not in your life, you absolutely will not be able to forgive others because you would be powerless. God wants to give you power today. Where are you? Do you feel powerless? Do you feel like there's no way you can forgive? Do you feel like there's no hope for next steps in your own life? Would you wrestle this morning with God? Am I right with you? Because he's serious when he says, if you aren't willing to forgive others, I'm not willing to forgive you. He believes in it so much that he's, he's told us that first we need to follow after him. As a matter of fact, in Mark chapter 11, he talks even more about ways that we can continue to follow after him. 
Mark chapter 11, starting in verse 22. It's talking about the power that we can receive in prayer and the power that we can receive to forgive others. Here Jesus is speaking, again, he's talking with the disciples. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, and he says, Have faith in God. Have faith in God first. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes in what he says, that it will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, also who is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Do you notice a theme here? That we receive this forgiveness from God and then he will give us power to forgive others. It says here, even the power to move mountains. Take a mountain and throw it into the sea. If you ask, crazy verse, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours. So let me pause here for a second. Because sometimes we read this passage and we stop there and we think we've got this thing figured out. All I've got to do is pray and I can receive it. Pastor Jason joked last week. Man, Lotto, here I come, man. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to get all the money out. That's not what this is talking about. As a matter of fact, we tend to stop there and, and not look at what the rest of the passage. Actually, what he's talking about, this power, power to move mountains, power in prayer, he continues the journey, and it's one thought that goes from the beginning to the end of this passage. He's talking about power and prayer and forgiveness. That when you stand, you can stand and pray for the forgiveness of others because of the power of faith is working in your own life. When Jesus is a part of your life, when you have received salvation from him, now you have the Holy Spirit that works with you and in you. And you can move mountains. Now also for clarity, this is not just talking about a physical mountain. This is really talking about the spiritual mountain that's there. That barrier that's been brought up. The, the root of bitterness that keeps building over and over and over again. If you can't move it, because you're not asking the Lord to use prayer in your life to move it for you. So this spiritual mountain can be moved. And when he says, look, ask for whatever and it will be given to you if you pray it in faith. Faith in the book of Hebrews is a reminder to us that, look, it's, it's a, a hope for the things that are unseen. A conviction of those things that are unseen in our life. So even in a moment where you're struggling in a relationship with someone, there's such hurt from your past and the struggle that you've walked through that you're going, I, I, there's no way, God. I don't know what I can do next. I don't know how I can forgive this person. Even when you don't see it, he's working. And even when you don't feel like it, he's working. Sounds like a song to me. <laughs> even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Right? God keeps working even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. Even if we think there is no way in faith you can pray and God will move that mountain out of your life. But you've got to start with prayer. And you've got to start with seeking the Lord God Almighty in this journey, remembering what he has brought into your life and to my life. There's incredible power in prayers of faith. Ultimately, because of the power of God Almighty himself, when we look at the God who created the universe, who created you and me, who created all, 
That same power and authority can be released in our life as we pray in faith, and specifically as we pray for forgiveness. Forgiveness from God and forgiveness towards others. Kind of reminds me of our own vision statement here, that we inhale the gospel and then we exhale the gospel. When we realize the goodness of who God is and what he's done in our life and the way that Jesus has taken all of our debt to the cross for us, when we inhale the gospel, it allows us then to exhale it towards others and to be able to ask for forgiveness in the journey. Is there bitterness growing in your heart? Do you have this root that keeps building up over and over again and the struggles that you may be facing? See, this prayer of faith is ultimately connected to forgiveness. You may be going, man, I, I just don't even know where to start. What am I supposed to do? Start with prayer. Start with a faith prayer. Start with a prayer that says, God, I trust you. I believe in you. God, I need you to work in my life. I can't do this anymore. Would you come and do this work? Because if you will do it, I can see the miraculous happen. I can see power and authority come. I can see you move in my life. That's what Jesus is calling us towards. Do you know how I know this can happen? Because I see it happen in Jesus' life. Jesus actually did this himself. Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. This is before he's betrayed. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's there on his knees, just like Pastor Jason called us earlier. He is falling down before the Lord God Almighty, and he is praying with all that he has. It says in Scripture that he was praying so hard and earnestly that there was literally sweat drops of blood that were pouring from him. Think of that. He was so bothered and concerned and struggling in that moment that the, the pressure coming on him brought sweat drops of blood for him. Praying all night long. And in the midst of it, while he's praying, you know what he says? He says to God, look, my father, if there's any way you'll let this cup, let this moment pass from me so I don't have to go to the cross. If there's any way I don't have to do that, Lord, would that be so? Jesus was struggling. Jesus was asking of the Lord, what should I do in this moment? I, I don't I don't even realize all the things that he was going through and the difficulties that he was facing. He was about to take on all of the burdens that you and I have committed, all of the sins that we have built up upon ourselves. Jesus was about to take that to the cross. He knew it was coming, and he didn't stop there, though. He says as well, but if it's not my will, let your will be done, that God's will would be done in his life. Jesus knew he could trust in God in that moment that when he prayed in faith to God Almighty to do the miraculous, that God would do the miraculous. And God did. Jesus ended up going to the cross for you and for me to pay the debt that we ultimately built in our own lives all through history being placed on the shoulders of Jesus in that moment. Jesus went to the cross and died, but he didn't stay dead the power that allowed him to not only remove the stone but be raised from the dead is the same power that can work within you and me when we give our lives to Jesus. It is the power of resurrection. That same power can work to change your trajectory and journey in your own life. When you pray in faith, when you ask the Lord to move, that power 
then transfers to being able to forgive others in your own life. There's no way, Jim, no way I can forgive them. No way I can get past this. Jesus says, start here. Start with prayer. Start by asking me. Start by seeking me first. Ask the Lord to forgive, and he will do it. And then you can begin to forgive others. Some of you may be saying, okay, look, Jim, I I get that. I I hear you. I've been with you. I get this whole beginning, the prayer journey, but I've tried that. I've tried praying, and I still can't get over it. You, You just don't know. You don't know what's going on. So I was telling you earlier about my journey with that church. It wasn't just like a one-time thing that happened, uh, like, you know, it just instantly the next day everything was good. It just kept going and going for months. And as that bitterness in my own heart was working, you know what I ultimately ended up having to do? I, I had to make sure I stayed with the Lord constantly. So it drove me actually to study the scriptures more, be faithful in my time with the Lord, and, and then just to pray, God, you've got to help me. You've got to help me through this. I didn't know the right words to say, but I was saying to the Lord, look, I I know why you called me. Lord, I I want to stay clean before you. Forgive me of my sins through this journey. Keep my heart pure. And God, if there's any way you can help me, help me walk through this. And he did. Slowly but surely, the bitterness began to be released The anger that I was building up began to be released. He started reminding me not only of my freedom found in him, but ultimately the reason that he called me to ministry to be able to help others, just like you, see who Jesus is in your own life. Satan stopped whispering the lies to me, and all of a sudden I began to hear the words of the Lord over over again in my life, and I found a new freedom. I found a new freedom. So if you're going, I've prayed, let me say to you, it's a continual prayer. The Lord's prayer was not just a one-time thing. It's like every day we continue to pray. This is how you can pray. And you continue that prayer. God, I, I can't do it today. Then pray, start there. You wake up tomorrow, Lord, I can't do it today. Pray, start there. Ask for the power of God. Ask for his forgiveness in your own life. And then ask for the forgiveness of another. And you know what? He says he will do it. He can move mountains. He can do it in your life. He can change you. He can bring freedom. He can release that debt you've been carrying. Just the other day, Friday, I was in here praying. Sometimes it's the big moments like I've described. Sometimes it's just the day-to-day walking with people in life, and you just, they rub you wrong. Something happens. You begin to put bitterness in your heart. I, I was walking around this room praying for you guys, and all of a sudden, the Lord convicted me. Somebody recently that had hurt me in a journey, and I ended up right down here, the very steps that you come down to every single week, and I just spent time with the Lord telling him, I'm sorry, forgive me, and I forgive them. And as I arose, there was a freedom in my life and a peace that came. If you've not had that in your own life, maybe as a Christ follower today, you need to come and begin with prayer. But let me also say, like I reminded you earlier, maybe you don't know Jesus in your life. Maybe you've never received forgiveness from God first and foremost if you're struggling with forgiveness in your life. Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 30, reminds us of the power that happens in our life when we give our lives to Jesus. Ephesians 4 verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. That's the day of salvation, the day you give your life to Jesus 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. It means your life will change. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And look here, it says, as God in Christ forgave you. Have you been forgiven? Are you struggling with bitterness in your own life that you just can't seem to get rid of? And is that a sign today that Jesus is not the Lord of your life? I would say to you this morning, as Christ followers, we take the Lord's Supper and remember the debt that Christ paid on our behalf. But if you're struggling with that this morning, I, I would ask you not to take the Lord's Supper. It would just be eating some bread and drinking some juice. That's all it would be. It would be meaningless to you this morning. You need to start with asking Jesus, asking God to forgive you. Asking Jesus to change your life, to come in, to live within you, to give you the power to make it each and every day in the authority of God. If you do that, your life will be changed forever. Why are you waiting? Why are you carrying the debt and the burden? Why are you walking through life with all of this on your shoulders over and over again? Would you be at a place today you're saying, I give up. I'm ready. If that's the case, in just a moment, we're going to sing a song. Don't take the Lord's Supper. Don't, don't do anything else except for come to this altar. There'll be pastors here. They'll be ready to talk with you and share with you how you can begin this new journey with Christ in your life. Would you want to start there today? And by the way, you heard us earlier, we, we've had baptisms happen each week. Baptism is a representation of that change happening in your life. You giving your life to Jesus. The old has passed away. I'm done with that. I'm tired of that. Going un under the water. And then you come up showing everyone that you've been raised in a new way of life. That you have been resurrected in the power of Jesus. If you've never experienced that, today is your day of salvation. Start there. If you want to be baptized today, we actually have clothes ready for you now, towels. I can hear the baptistry running right now. I know there's water in it. You can be baptized right here this morning. Don't wait any longer. Come to one of the pastors down front. But for the rest of us that know Jesus, maybe you have been walking through a time in your life that's just so difficult. You've not been able to get over the burden, this mountain. It seems impossible in your life to get over. Would you commit to start in prayer today to ask the Lord for power to forgive? Maybe online. You just, in your own room, want to get on your knees before the Lord and ask that. Here in this room, would you want to come to the altar just like I did on Friday? Would you want to come this morning and kneel and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I need you. I need your power to work in my life. Would you release that debt from me? It doesn't mean necessarily that reconciliation will happen. Reconciliation is on the part of the others. For your, your end, it's beginning to ask for forgiveness. That's where you need to start. Would you remember what God has done for you and tell him, forgive my sins, God. Help me have the power. Same pastors will be down front here. If you just need to talk with them and say, would you pray with me? Maybe you need physical healing today, by the way. They'll have anointing oil here to pray over you. Maybe you just need somebody to pray with you with what's happening in your life. But for those of you that are dealing with forgiveness, start by praying. That's what Jesus has called us to do. So pastors are coming forward. They're ready down front. Would you stand? Let's sing together. Let's respond to the Lord during this song. 
If you need salvation for the first time, don't wait any longer. Be the first ones to come down this aisle. Tell one of these pastors. If today you're at a place and you're saying, I need help in this walk. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm powerless, Lord. Would you come and kneel, begin a prayer journey with the Lord? Ask one of these pastors to pray with you as you're walking this journey. Let's respond as the Lord leads you to respond.